Welcome to The Follow-Up, a podcast by Coram Deo Church. In this podcast, we take the truths of Sunday and make them applicable for your everyday life. Welcome to The Follow-Up, everyone. My name is Billy Glosson, and I am the pastor of Coram Deo Church, and with me is my friend and co-host, Michael Tooley. How's it going? So we are continuing on through our sermon series called The Dearest Place, which is taken from a quote from Charles Spurgeon. We, we read a little bit of the quote last week. I'm going to just read the quote in its entirety because it's so good. He says, Still imperfect as it is, the church is the dearest place on earth to us. It is not an institution for perfect people, but a sanctuary for sinners saved by grace, who, though they are saved, are still sinners and need all the help they can derive from the sympathy and guidance of their fellow believers. The church is the nursery for God's weak children, where they are nourished and grow strong. It is the fold for Christ's sheep, the home for Christ's family. And so before we jump into the sermon, as we are reflecting on uh, just the things that the, the church is for us, that it's the dearest place, it makes me think about things I'm grateful for. So uh, I got some things I'm grateful for. What about you, Michael? Yeah, I got a, I got a few things I'm thankful for, yeah. Uh, you go first, though. I'll go first, apparently. All right, so, you know, actually, I'm pretty grateful because... Man, I'm feeling a lot better lately. Uh, you know, I've had some, I've got some f- like weird athletic. I'm in my 30s, not athletic. Athletic. <laughs> my hip hurt because I slept on it weird. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm trying to get back into shape. And so I'm getting a bike. And I'm pretty stoked about that. Dude. So awesome. I'm going to get a mountain bike and uh, try and start, I'm going to try and start biking to work. Not every day, but occasionally. Um, there's a back way you can take. Uh, I was like, that's a steep uphill. Well, you can go through coal chute and then there's like a little trail you can take to you cross the, the uphill, road man. and then go down. Just well, it's do going to be uphill no matter what. I can do all things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, per the advice of friends, I'm going to go slow, but uh, I'm excited about that. Cool, what man. About you, man? What are you grateful for? Uh, this is going to sound like cheesy and maybe I'm trying to butter you up, but I'm thankful to know you. I'm thankful that you're my pastor and, uh. I decided I was going to use that as my gratitude on Sunday when you put a cartoon coffee cup on the slides. <laughs> I'm just like, man, uh, I'm glad I know this guy. <laughs> He's such a goofball. I'll I'll put that up on the screen as well uh, when I edit this video. Yeah, but we were <laughs> we needed a slide for Cormandeo uh, intro because all we had was a, a graphic for social and it was too small for the slides. And so I went to go find something, looked up coffee and saw that and could not stop laughing. And so I made that our yeah. Cormandeo well, and your brother graphic. was doing announcements for the first time. He was just a tiny bit nervous and was in kind of a serious mode and everybody started laughing and he thought he did something wrong. And yeah, nope. And tell me. Uh, you weren't sitting in your office building that graphic, just like chuckling. Well, I wasn't sitting in my office. I was sitting in my recliner at home. Even better. I was absolutely chuckling a little bit. I was like, this will be good. This will make it stick, you know, that Cormdale intro is this upcoming Sunday following the uh, service. I can hear the retro music and I can see that (gasps) coffee cup. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, have some coffee. (laughs) All right. Wow. We're all about... uh, we're very serious here. Yeah. So why don't you transition us into the passage for the week, Michael? All right. Yeah. This week was is week three of our series, and we're looking at the practice of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to whoever gave us the alliteration. Mm-hmm. That would be Brian Robbins from yeah. Steadfast Church, yeah. uh, whom we are utilizing this uh, idea from. Talked to him about it when they were going through it. I was like, man, I love this sermon. I want to... I want to do a sermon series similar to that. And then he's just like, you can just do what we did. And I was like, 
we should just do what you All guys right, did. Yeah. yeah. So we got the artwork and the idea from them. And so, um, it's been really, really good. It's been good. Um, all right. So John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And the big idea from the sermon on Sunday is the culture-shaping practice of the church is to be a people who love one another. Yeah. So looking at this passage, I know that of all the sermons we've gone through, this was one that was particular, particularly convicting for me. So, you know, the first couple of weeks were like the, the glory of God, yes, and then like the power is the love of Christ, but then we start to look within and we see that the practice of the church is not always loving each other, right? Sometimes we're a little bit more consumed in what's best for me, and so, um, yeah, it was one that was convicting for me. And so that kind of came out in the sermon. And so one of the questions that Michael wrote down in our notes, which I love here, is I feel convicted. How do I love people better, especially those I find hard to love? Yeah. Um, and that comes from the heart, honestly, because it's it's kind of the old adage. I think I said this maybe last year on one of our follow-up episodes that... Um, it's just so hard to show them grace, yeah. the idea of that. And it's like, well, if it's easy to show somebody grace, maybe that's not grace. Maybe you just, <laughs> right. maybe you just like them. Yeah. And you grace is supposed to be hard, right? Like you might have patience for people that you're closer to, but mm-hmm. that's not, let's not call that because grace is unmerited favor. And so especially in light of this passage, Jesus says, just as I have loved you. Mm. And so I think this really, very quickly becomes more challenging. It it really stops us in our tracks of trying to do things in our own strength because, you know, a a common, it's like one of those phrases that you maybe heard in Sunday school that is not necessarily biblical that I think of is, well, I love them, but I don't have to like them. Mm. And I, this passage pushes back on that, I think. Yeah. Because, that might have some truth to it uh, in in the here and now, but I think the trajectory of loving one another like Jesus loved us, you know, he washed Judas's feet. Right. You know, and so I, I, think, I think we can kind of make exceptions to the rules for ourselves and say, well, I don't have to like them. And I'm not talking about harmful relationships where, like, you've created healthy boundaries. Certainly not, yeah. But I'm saying within the church if we're talking about how how the outside world looking in is going to know that we belong to Christ, it's going to be a culture that says, I don't like them right now, but Christ is transforming my heart Yeah, into it. You can't, I just don't think that Jesus on the cross was like, you know, but I don't like you. Right. I love you, but I don't like you. Yeah. I think the, the kind of point here is that conviction is good. Condemnation is bad. Yeah. Right. So there's therefore there's no condemnation in Christ. It's Romans eight. So we know that is true. So again, if you feel like I'm the worst, I'm pathetic. That's a lie that comes with a hiss. But if you hear the truth of man, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And you're like, I don't love others like Jesus because that's the challenge. I, the, the commandment is that we love one another, and He says, just as I have loved you. Right. So I think the the 
the key point here is that if you feel convicted, the place that it should drive you is to Jesus's feet. Absolutely. Anytime you are trying to muster up enough courage and check the boxes, man, we, we kind of, we all default to this. Like I've got to do more. I got to do better. If I can, you know, get up in the morning and get into the routine. So like I mentioned, I'm going to go biking. I was talking to uh, Chris. I don't know if you've met him yet on Sunday. So shout out Chris. I don't know if you even watched these, but he's a physical therapist. So we're talking about me biking again. And he just said, Hey man, don't go zero to hero. You know, don't try and like, like, you know, all over creation because you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. We often like, we do that with the spiritual disciplines. We think the problem is I don't love enough. So I'm going to go and I'm going to just love really hard. And what's going to happen is you're going to be drawing from an empty cistern. You're going to be digging into a well that is dried up. But if you abide in Christ and you rest in him, and you are drawing from the abundant source of life, that naturally overflows into the way that you interact with others. I think therein lies the crux as well, because words like abide, so it made me think of the word actionable. Mm. We want the actionable. All right, what do I need to do? Okay, and then we'll plug that into whatever system we have throughout our week, our calendar. And you could walk away from a sermon like this and go, all right, I've got this checklist of like four people, maybe maybe less, maybe way more for some. These are all the people in my life I know that God wants me to love, but mm-hmm. I just really don't. And we could say, all right, I'm going to reach out to them this week. Yeah. That could be good on its own, and, and God could use that. But the word abide has this connotation of slowing down. And I think we don't want to sit in the reality of our brokenness and the reality of our sin and the reality of that we need a savior. Yeah. Like this kind of love, it's not just that we look at Jesus and we go, ooh, what a good example. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like that. Yeah. He's perfect and we're not. And so to, to be able to love like that, we need the indwelling of his spirit. Mm-hmm. We can't, we we can't do it yeah. without him. And I would tell you this too. So like we're going to get it. We were planning to get into this, but I'll just go ahead and jump into it. If abiding feels inconvenient, it should. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Um, today I had a meeting early this morning. And so I got up and I got up not as early as I should. And I had just like a little bit of time, but not enough to fully dive into God's word. And so I was like, oh, I'll get to it. And then um, started talking to Hannah. Before you knew it, it was time to get Sam up. We go through our morning routine. I leave early, go do breakfast, come into the office, things start happening. And I realize at around 10 a.m. as I'm like in the middle of working on stuff, man, I have not spent time in the word yet. Mm-hmm. And so I go, I, I move over uh, from my desk, sit, sit. Uh, I have like a little couch in my office, sit on the couch, just like pull up my Bible. And in my mind, I was inconvenienced by time and scripture because I had other things that need to be yeah. done. I am in ministry. I work for the church. I'm paid to study scripture and teach it to people. Mm -hmm. And it felt inconvenient because there were other tasks that need to be done. But there has never been a time when I have slowed down, fought to listen to God through his word, spent time in prayer that I have walked away from that going, man, what a waste of time. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Wish I would have gotten X, Y, and Z done. Every single time I choose to abide in Christ rather than buy into the narrative of our culture, which is hustle and hurry, I am so grateful 
that I have set at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, and when you, and you can tell a difference too in your own like mental health and and the and the scope of your week when you have skipped over those times for the sake of productivity. And I would I could almost put air quotes around productivity because it's yeah. like we we got a lot done, but was it actually productive for the for the work of making disciples? Mm-hmm. You know, for the work of making disciples, like the most important thing you can do is 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 be rooted. Yeah. And, and, and abide with Christ. Um, what is it? First John that says, he who does not love abides in death. Mm. And it's such a stark contrast picture. It's like, all right, well, that's what it looks like to try to quote unquote love out of our own strength is we're just like, all right, let's check the boxes. Yeah. And maybe, maybe God will catch up on the tail end. And it's like, yeah, when we take the time to be still, to slow down, because that's what it that's what it really boils down to, doesn't it? If I slow down and I sit before God, I have nothing to give him. I see that I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. I see that I'm hard to love. And with every bit of knowledge of who I am, he went to the cross. Yeah. But when I'm going fast throughout my week, self-righteousness is so easy to just like throw on like a jacket and just be like, oh, that person really rubbed me the wrong way, but I'm going to try to get down to their level and and see eye to eye with, with them. And it's like, no, man, if we, yeah, like you said, slow down, come before Jesus. And what he has for us is mercy. What he has for us is grace upon grace. Right. And when we experience that, it's life-changing and it empowers us to go out and go, man, this morning in my in my meditation or my time in prayer, I was wrecked by the love of Jesus and it convicted me and I, and I want to reconcile with you. Like that's yeah. how those interactions happen and actually are like lifelong changes. Um, one of the helpful little in passing sentences in one of my meditations was um, all those distractions acknowledge them don't ignore them okay now set them aside and I was like okay that was super helpful Mm -hmm. because we want to hurry through and get onto the task yeah so that we can feel valuable and Jesus says no here's your value myself so good yeah I would say if we read so I, I, I read this uh in the sermon on Sunday, 1 Corinthians 13, kind of one of our favorite wedding passages, it says in verse 4, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. If you read that and you think, cool, got it, go do it. I think you miss kind of the mark of the reality of like in and of ourselves, we are insufficient outside of the indwelling spirit of God. We can't, but with the spirit of God, we see the reality of the command, which is a new commandment. I give to you, I'm giving you a commandment, but I'm also giving you the ability to keep it. And so again, we, we talk about this over and over and it's kind of feels like, you know, kind of like the cyclical pattern, but the way that we see love transforming our lives is by resting in the love of Christ. That is the key. And so how do you love difficult people? Go to the feet of Jesus. And then also know that as you practice 
some of the things, right? Like sometimes it takes our heart a while to catch up to our hands and our mouth. Yeah. And the Lord trusts the Lord to work in us as we do the difficult task sometimes of loving other people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I put this in the, in the practicality section of just kind of understanding what, you know, what's the difference then? Like if I'm going out and I'm really trying hard, I'm really trying to love them. And I spent time with the Lord this morning. How do I know what's, how do I, how can I tell, you know, if I'm doing it out of my own strength? And I just put that when I practice love, I can see what empowers that love in, in how I react to how others receive or reciprocate. And so in other words, if, if I, go forth trying to love someone and they don't respond how I idealized they would respond, uh, whether that's in loving me back in return or that's in them being really appreciative or whatever. It's like, there's the first indicator yeah. of like, okay, am I loving them out of my own strength? Cause when we love out of the strength of Christ, that love is unshakable. It's persistent. It's, it, it kind of expects in an actual loving way, failure. Mm-hmm because it, it is familiar with our own failure. Um, but loving from our own strength, we're going to fall short and harbor bitterness. Um, and then just an, a, a helpful question to maybe ask somebody, uh, maybe this might be dangerous, but um, maybe even asking a spouse is, how are you having trouble believing that I love you? In other Ooh, words, it's a good question. What of my actions and habits causes you to doubt that I actually love you? Because I can say I love you, but what is causing you to go, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's good. And I, and I would say too, as we like kind of jump back into community groups and, and you have friendships too, like I, this is a good question to ask each other, to ask a brother or sister to be like, hey man, um, do you believe that I love you? And because we're, we're so uncomfortable. Like it's, it's interesting, like, and I mentioned this on Sunday, we, we live in this kind of cultural moment where it feels like, yeah, it's normative and like, it's good to express love, but like that love is shallow. And then on top of that, still men struggle to talk about love and to be a loving person. And yet that is the example that Christ gives us. I think our culture today and this, you know, if we were big enough, we could get canceled for this statement. But I think that our culture confuses deeply the word love with the idea of affection. Totally. And so when we look at the biblical definition of love, it is self-sacrificing, serving, mm -hmm. compassionate, tender, gentle-hearted. It's all the attributes that we see in the life of Jesus. It's so good. But if we're, yeah, if we're just trying to say, well, yeah, I just got to love them, you know, like it, <laughs> when I was growing up, we, if I wasn't, a, I have to love them because I'm a Christian. You know, that's like mm -hmm. the kind of adage uh, growing up in Georgia. Um but yeah, it's like, okay, well, not to put that song in everybody's mind, but like, what is love? Yeah, man, it's such a good good point. And, and again, we have to ask ourselves the question, does the world observe our church and see people who love one another? And does our love then propel them to Jesus? Or does the church look at, or does the world look at our church and see a group of opinionated hypocrites, right? Right. And that's a really stark challenge. So as we kind of bring this to a close, I want to bring up some resources for you guys. And there are two that come to mind. And one I'm going to put Michael on the spot is an app that uh, he has loved, and that's called the Abide app. So, Michael, why don't you give a plug for that? 
Absolutely. Um, somebody, you know, when I was unemployed for a month, somebody anonymously blessed me with a gift card for the app. So it's, I believe, thirty nine ninety nine a year to use like the unlimited version. And there is a free version, right? There is a free version and you get like X amount of meditations, but it's, it's a simple guided meditation. Um, I like the ones that are about 15 minutes long and it forces you to be still and it, it centers on a, a verse in scripture. There's topics on there you can choose from anxiety depression and all this stuff and the whole goal of it is to allow you to 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 be still and every meditation ends with until next time may you abide in christ that's good it's super helpful especially for somebody that's like i want to spend more time in the word and maybe you're doing like a devotional and you're reading like our our annual reading plan in the you version bible app and maybe you're get you get done with that and it took you 10 minutes and you're like, all right, well, it's, I, right. S- I still want more. What do I do? This app is, it takes the guesswork out of it and enables you to just slow down. Uh, definitely environment matters. Like you can't do the abide app while you're driving. Just FYI, <laughs> close your eyes. Please take a don't deep, take a deep breath and relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably, it's good to, to slow down and do that. Um, and then I'm going to throw out an app as well. So one of the things is we often want to fight how much we put ourselves in front of screens, even though we're recording this so that you're probably going to listen to it on your phone or watch it uh, on your uh, phone. <laughs> That's what we live on them, right? Um, so I want to help you redeem your phone. And uh, so the Abide app is one way to do that. Another app that we're going to start utilizing here at Quorum Deo is PrayerMate. So mm-hmm. PrayerMate is an app that helps you pray. And very simply, you download it and then you just swipe to the left and it yeah swipe to the left and then it takes you to the next card and so it's like here's the lord's prayer pray through the lord's prayer then you swipe and it goes the next thing it's like pray this from first corinthians over you and your family then it's like and and it's really great because it has stuff preloaded on there like praying for different parts of the world so they spent the week praying for those in china and it's just really helpful to have a global perspective but we're going to also input some stuff in there for our church so that you can follow us and learn more about that. And so me now putting this into the world means that I now have to build it. So we've been talking about doing that for a minute. So those are two apps that we feel like can be a blessing and a help to you. But we want to encourage you, um, love others well. And the way that you can love others well is by abiding in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks again for listening to the follow-up. To learn more about Coram Deo Church, check us out on our website at coramdeonc.com. You can also find more podcasts anywhere you like to get podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever. Thanks again, y'all. We'll see you next time.